This is a WTOP original podcast. From Podcast One. Coming up in this episode of Target USA. The United States and France ran into a problem. An alliance which functions well means a high level of trust between the allies. This trust has been damaged. That's France's ambassador to the U.S., Philippe Etienne. And here's why there's a problem. We are very close allies, have been since the beginning of the um, United States. France is the closest ally, of the, the oldest ally of the United States, and one of the closest, for sure. France is not the only ally the U.S. has run into problems with recently. We'll get to the bottom of why this keeps happening. Coming up on this episode of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. Russia could render huge harm to this country. North Korea's secret missile. Capable of reaching the whole of the United States. Dangerous terrorist. D.C. is repeatedly mentioned as someplace they would like to seek an attack. Cyber criminals. Decryption successful. America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. Since the Biden administration came into office, there have been three episodes where it's found itself at odds with its allies. There was the situation after the Afghanistan evacuation, where NATO allies didn't feel as though the U.S. was listening to them. Then, more recently, there is the situation with Ukraine and Russia. Again, some NATO allies felt the U.S. didn't consult with them. And of course, in the middle of all of that, there was the big AUKUS deal between the U.S., the U.K., and Australia that left France out in the cold because France had made a deal with Australia beforehand. So why does this keep happening? That's a question for another time. But today, we'll ask the French ambassador to the U.S., Philippe Etienne, what happened in this case and what's going to happen? How are they going to work through this? Would you explain what the current relationship between France and the U.S. is? How would you describe it? We are very close allies, have been since the beginning of the... um, United States. France is the closest ally of the the oldest ally of the United States and one of the closest, for sure. An alliance which functions well means a high level of trust between the allies. This trust has been damaged in September. And um, since uh, then, we are working to rebuild it and we have reached already good results in this process with the meeting between our two presidents in Rome at the end of October and the uh, <clears throat> adoption of a statement of the two presidents in Rome, which gives us a good roadmap for this process. What was it that damaged the relationship? What has been the damage for our relationship was the announcement of a project called AUKUS between the US, the UK and Australia, which had not been 
consulted with us. We had not even been informed. While it had uh, very, very uh, serious, very big consequences for for my country. You know, um, many of us couldn't figure out how that could possibly happen. Um, and then we learned that there was some, I guess, shenanigans that were going on perhaps in Australia and President Biden wasn't aware of some things. But in either way, the United States, just looking at it from the outside in, had an obligation to let you know what was happening. And I'm wondering, do you think that was deliberate or was that a mistake? The U.S. itself and the President of the United States himself have expressed themselves on this. They have uh, answered the question you asked, which is more a question for the U.S. than for France. They have said um, that um, indeed consultations are really important between allies, that uh, they should have taken place, and um, the President of the United States has uh, again expressed uh, this uh, feeling uh, when he met uh, his French colleague in Rome. It's still very hard to understand how this could have taken place. The United States just has a better, it should have a better system or operation in place. Either way, it took place, you're trying to work it out, everything's okay, or is there more work to do still? I think there is still work to do, uh, but we have already achieved uh, uh, through uh, high-level uh, consultations, certain very important results. Just to give you two examples, <clears throat> um, the U.S. has stepped up its effort in cooperating with France and European nations in general to help nations in Africa, in Sahel in particular, combat <clears throat> terrorist groups. And <clears throat> second example which is more than an example, which is absolutely important. The U.S. has uh, developed with France in this Rome Declaration a language very important for us in support of a development of European defense. It is important for us because a stronger European Union will be good also for the U.S. and will strengthen our alliance. And it's also important because on January 1st, France will become the chair of the European Union for six months. And European defense will be a priority of our program. Mm -hmm. There was a new development or some development that's been hanging out there for a while, the situation with Ukraine and Russia. France was one of the nations that the U.S. consulted after uh, speaking with Vladimir Putin. Germany, the U.K., and Italy, I believe, were the others. Does that, does, does that send the message to you that the U.S. is taking this European defense commitment or interest um, at the level that it should? What did you take away from those meetings? It certainly shows that on the broader subject of European security... European defense is a, an important part of it, but on the broader issue of European security and on the discussions between the U.S. and Russia, uh, it's 
absolutely necessary to to have consultations with the European allies, not only France, of course, because it's about our security. So this is uh, important indeed. And it's also important in the case of Ukraine because France and Germany have been mediating uh, on this uh, eastern Ukraine crisis in Donbass, in the region of Donbass, for uh, some years uh, in order to uh, implement the Minsk agreements. And uh, indeed, uh, it's important that the U.S. and other allies Uh, as you have seen from the last statement of the G7 foreign ministers, which has been adopted a couple of days ago in Liverpool, England, that our allies and the U.S. in particular support the continuation or even the revival of our efforts, of our Franco-German efforts as uh, Normandy 4 participants, as a participant to this effort of mediation in the so-called Normandy format. The United States, from my perspective as a journalist who covers national security and has done for a long time, seems to have a problem. And it seems to either be arrogance, ignorance, or just being overwhelmed. Problems that just seem to get in the way because several of the nations that uh, the U.S. spoke with after talking with Mr. Zelensky, you know, I mean, several of these conversations had to be hastily arranged because... Again, the United States had not taken the time to think through what these allies and what these countries that were in essentially the back door or the front door of Russia and Ukraine to talk to them about what they thought and how this process should take place. So it seems to me there is a recurring problem there. And I don't know, I'm not asking you to comment on that, but what I am asking you to tell me is how much confidence does Europe have in the U.S. to get this right. All of these things, European defense, the Ukraine-Russia issue, just the simple aspect of working with its allies like it used to. I think the, the, the right answer to this question is uh, in the word consultations, but uh, not only in the word, in the, in the fact of having uh, ongoing, uh, having uh, permanent consultations, which takes time, of course, but which is really important. And it is uh, one of the, if not the um, key principle which uh, our two presidents have agreed in this declaration, Rome declaration I mentioned already a couple of times. So um, a good example of this in, is indeed the, the discussions between US and Russia. In this crisis with a military buildup, Russian military buildup at the borders with Ukraine, but also more generally since Geneva, when uh, which is as such a good thing, the U.S. administration decided to to engage with Russia a dialogue on uh, a s- a s- a strategic stability and uh, security. The, as I said before, this is really a matter of interest to to all European nations. And in NATO in particular, we have to discuss this. We, France, have, of course, a position which is also, uh, like Germany, as I said, dictated by our uh, initiative in the Normandy format. 
and also as P5 member, as permanent member of the Security Council. And um, we are indeed uh, very much interested to, to have uh, consultations with the U.S., also because we have our own discussions with Ukraine and Russia. Our president had right now... Uh, two days ago, I think, a, a phone call with President Zelensky. He will speak with President Putin. He has also his own discussions with those leaders. And it's really important that we consult, we coordinate, and we are doing this right now with the United States. Let me ask this another way. Does the rest of Europe, to your knowledge, trust the U.S. after Afghanistan, after what happened with AUKUS, after... Even again, this small hiccup last week. Where's the trust level? I've seen, um, like other, we have seen, like other European countries, positive developments also. It is fair to say that uh, this administration has uh, settled important trade disputes, at least for a number of years, uh, with the European Union. Airbus Boeing, steel, aluminium. So there are really signals that this administration takes seriously Mm -hmm. what President Biden has also clearly uh, manifested when he was in Europe in June and then again um, uh, when he met um, other European leaders, including our president uh, in, in Rome or in Glasgow. But of course, we see those events which have taken place, you have mentioned, and it, it proves that it's, it's really a, a permanent effort. And uh, here, I think that the European Union as such can be a very important and very, very uh, strategic partner, uh, not only of NATO, but also of the United States as such. Mm-hmm. I think the strengthening of the European Union as such, and of the relation between the United States and the European Union, as we have seen recently, is also a very important way to uh, enable uh, more efficient consultation processes. Mm -hmm. And we will work on this following uh, um, the creation of a Trade and Technology Council, following the launch of a new dialogue between the EU and the US on uh, uh, defense and security, uh, following the discussions we have on Russia, on China, between the EU and the US. And France, having the chair of the European Union uh, starting January 1st, will, of course, encourage this, uh, this uh, strategic dialogue uh, based on our common goals or on our common values and also on uh, the overarch. Uh, the, um, the 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 strategic uh, goal of strengthening the EU, including the European in defense. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you a few questions then about that chairmanship that France will begin, and of course your role here as ambassador here in Washington and engaging with your other colleagues around the world is going to be, a, I'm sure, a very important piece of making sure those goals are achieved. What are the main things you've you've, you've already laid out? Defense is one big thing. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm certain there are many, many other things that you'd like to address, or at least a, a few, during the course of your chairmanship. But, you know, your interest won't stop after the chairmanship no. passes. So what are your main interests that you'd like to get done immediately? Uh, 
I would like, uh, together with the European defense uh, developments, I would like to quote three, three points. The relations between Europe and Africa, which is also, I think, of interest to the United States. We'll have a summit between the European Union and the African Union to develop an equal partnership uh, and consultation on global issues. And this is really important at the time of global challenges. The two other points are the uh, digital regulation. Uh, we have very important pieces for legislations, new legislations for regulating uh, digital services and digital markets. And the third issue I will quote after Glasgow is the European legislation to uh, reach our climate goals, which are very ambitious in the EU, minus 55% of emissions by 2030. And so it will be our responsibility as EU presidency to advance all those really important legislations. Okay, what exactly is it that the EU wants to see specifically happen with Africa? I mean, I know that defense is one thing. Humanitarian cases and causes are very important. Stability and government, uh, I'm, I'm certain, those are, those are longstanding, longstanding issues. So uh, are there any more specific uh, things. Yes, we, we. I think we have used the expression "new New Deal" for African European relations. We want to see them positively because Africa is absolutely uh, in in the years and decades uh, ahead. Uh, the decisive uh, partner for uh, our international relations. We are neighbors. We have uh, common challenges, both as neighbors, Europe and Africa, and also as global challenges to reach. So it is not only about humanitarian or security. It's about also um, developing our economies and um, us, each other. It's, it's really, it must be, a, a, I repeat, an equal partnership. And it's a, global, it's a global agenda. The digital regulation issue, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those technologies seem to be running wild. And they seem to, you know, there are many, many things that are being leveraged by very bad people and very bad groups. Um, does France have any ideas, any yeah. thoughts on how that should work? No, absolutely. These ideas are not French, they are European. We have these two legislations, the Digital Services Act on, on regulating contents and the Digital Market Act on regulating competition, which are already uh, well advanced. And uh, these ideas are precise, and uh, we will uh, try to reach a final agreement on those two texts of regulation with the European Parliament during our presidency. And they will, they, they are very well uh, noted and observed in the United States because also in the U.S. you see a lot of debates, including in the U.S. Congress, about the, the same topics. So, mm. so it's uh, really important to, to discuss this also mm. between the U.S. and Europe. Now, as far as the climate goes, I, I just want to ask you one question. How much work do we have to do in the, in, in the immediate time to catch up to this problem? We are not uh, too far behind, uh, but uh, if we mention so often the uh, milestone of 2030, it means that 
it is not enough to commit ourselves to carbon neutrality in 2050. We need now to act really quickly, quickly. And uh, this is the reason why we need energetic uh, policies uh, and um, to implement our commitments in all fields. As you assume this presidency of the European Union, there is a there is a connection between that you and Washington that I think maybe would help people understand the importance of this and what it is that you're doing. Could you tell us about that? Yes, 80, 80 years ago in Washington in 1942, I think there was a, a man called Jean Monnet, a French uh, personality. At that time, he, he, he did a, a very important job between uh, European nations, especially the United Kingdom and the United States. Uh, uh, in the history of World War II, he played an important role, but he also thought, as he lived in Washington, and he walked in Rock Creek, uh, of what should be done after the war uh, to uh, reconcile European nations, including France and Germany. And it was the beginning of the plan which uh, led to the launch in 1950 of the European Integration Project. So it's incredible that uh, it happened here in Washington. It's very symbolic. And we will <clears throat> uh, pay a tribute to this uh, man and to his ideas, um, which uh, will underline also the role of the United States in this process of the integration of the European nations. Well, Ambassador, is there anything else that I haven't asked you about that's on your mind that you'd like to share with us today? No, thank you very much for having me. It's a great uh, privilege to, to have this conversation with you. Thank you very much. That's it for this episode of Target USA. Coming up next, we'll take a look at another top national security issue. In the meantime, if you have any questions or comments about this program, send me an email. You can reach me at jgreen at wtop.com. That's the letter J, the color green, one word, at whiskeytangooscarpapa.com. jgreen at wtop.com. Also, we'd like to invite you to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter. We're at TUSA Podcast. That's at Tango Uniform Sierra Alpha Podcast. And if you want more national security news, sign up for my newsletter. It's called Inside the Skiff, and you can sign up at WTOP.com slash email. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. Hey guys, Jay Cutler. Started a new podcast called Uncut with Jay Cutler. Most of you know me from the NFL. Some of you have seen me on Instagram, and some of you know me from the reality TV world. Each week, I'm taking you along with me as we discuss football, turning topics, and whatever's going on in my life each week. I'm bringing along people that are special in my life. Former teammates, friends, and some new people that I like and respect. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Podcasting? I think I'm doing this right. Can't wait to get started with you. Go subscribe now. Uncut with Jay Cutler. Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and Spotify. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, stay tuned for the latest headlines from the Associated Press.